Uh, what's up, Mike? What's up, Walker? Should we do this? Let's do it. Welcome to Walls Down, the podcast where we discuss stories in masculinity. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Walker. Mike is not here this week, so it will be me solo in the beginning by myself talking to myself, but then we have Ross coming on to uh, share his story with us, so that'll be fun. Um, So I'll just get into it real quick about... uh, we uh, Mike's been out of town for a couple of weeks, so we haven't been doing the podcast. Um, so I haven't talked about things that have been going on, and there's been a ton going on. But then today when I sat down, I kind of couldn't think about anything except this. As I was coming over here on the train, I was thinking about more of a general thing, which maybe we've talked about in here, but it was really hitting home for me today is like, this idea of being a man and and this isn't obviously a thing that is only men experience this, but as a man, I experience this, uh, where when I'm having fear or anxiety or hurt, like I have gotten sober and done work on myself and go to therapy and I'm trained, you know, trained in this kind of work and have this podcast and talk about this all the time. Yet still, it's like my fear comes out as anger. My worry comes out as, you know, it's like I still fall into these old tropes of like, it doesn't even feel like a choice. Like it feels like ingrained in me that I get in this sort of like fight or flight mode and it's like fight and that can just be just like being a jerk which is very counter to who I am as a person but you know when I feel like when I feel like something is setting me off or something I'm worried about as opposed to and I even have the language and I have people in my life that I can talk to about this stuff yet still my my first reaction is to be rude or be, you know, cutting to someone or not like be able to even hold it in my own head. Um, and it's like a shitty thing to feel. It just sucks to feel that way. Um, it's, it's funny cause you know, I'm sure when people hear this, the people in my life who care about me will be like, well, what was going on? But this won't come out for weeks. So too bad, too late. You didn't, you weren't there. <laughs> Um, but I'm also, you know, like, that's the other thing is I have people in my life because I've done this work and I've like pushed myself. I do have people in my life who feel safe around me to say something when I'm acting that way. Like, I think, I mean, I, I think if I acted a different way, if I wasn't, if I didn't speak about this thing, if I wasn't open with other people, people probably wouldn't feel comfortable coming to me and being like, yo, something's wrong. Like, obviously, what's bothering you? Um, and that, you know, not that it, it's other people's responsibility to deal with that, to, to do that, but it can be such a freeing thing when someone else can recognize something in you. Um which is like another part of another thing we've talked about on here, which is this idea of like male connections and how, you know, like I've said before, I have tons 
growing up, especially like I had tons of male friends and clo- like we talked about tons of stuff and none of my, you know what I mean? Like it just wouldn't occur to me to go to a friend and be like, you seem like you're really hurting. Like what's, you know, can share what's going on with me. You know what I mean? Like we might just be like, man, sums up like we should try and make them laugh or I don't even know. I don't even know if I was really paying attention. Um, I know I was, I've always been like an empathetic person, but I don't think, I don't know that idea of like a, a community that supports you and like will say real shit to you. I was with some friends this morning and on like a Sunday morning, it was me and like four guys and we we're talking about how we like are very grateful for each other and like proud of each other. And, um, and that's just new. Um, I don't know, you know, what would have been different if that, you know, it's not that no one ever told me they were proud of me growing up or grateful for me. You know, I didn't have that sort of terrible childhood or anything like that. But anyway, um, so yeah, it, uh, it's weird talking without Mike here. I feel like I'm talking to no one. Um, I'm talking to Ross. That's true. I just told him he has to sit here quietly and he's just eating gummy straws. (laughs) Um, well, so yeah, I mean, it's weird. Maybe if I do this again by myself, I'll get better at catching up. Oh, well, I'll say this, the podcast dropped this week. Um, and I use the term dropped because I'm a, a podcaster and that's what you say. Um, but yeah, we put it out this week, which also had a whole host of like, you know, it's like I started thinking like about what we said on it and how people might react to it. It really like after doing it for, we've probably done 10 of them or so before we put it out. And, uh, I was, it was great. Like I really started to enjoy them and comfortable, but then you put them out and you're like, Oh fuck. Like what if, it, you know, it was easy doing it when we're just recording it and no one's hearing it, um, except for the people in the room. But then you really start to question how people are responding so far. It's been positive stuff. So hopefully that's still the case by the time this one comes out, no one's commented anything horrible or I mean no one's really all the feedback we've gotten has been good so hopefully it is uh, still that way so we'll go ahead take a break and we come back we're going to interview Ross bye we're live from Brooklyn (laughs) what's up (laughs) All right, welcome back to Walls Down. I'm Walker, and I'm here with Ross. Mm-hmm. Thank you for doing this, Ross. Thank no you problem. for coming. Um, first of all, for everybody uh, listening, how do you identify? Oh, man, that's a tricky question. Um, Good. I'll give you, like, I use he, him pronouns, but, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not attached to, like, okay. the male gender entirely, although, like, you know. We'll get into it. It'll be, it. it'll be a longer conversation for sure. <laughs> okay. It's probably going to be the whole one. <laughs> All right. Um, and so the first kind of thing it, we usually just start off is like, what were the first messages you remember getting? Like first, whether they were verbal or kind of nonverbal, you know, back little Ross days, what were you first seeing of like what it was to be a man or to be masculine I honestly kind of remember the ways I feel like I like opposed it 
in my upbringing yeah. before I remember the way it was like affirmed to me, mm-hmm. like how I'm I'm like supposed not supposed to or was like suggested to behave. Uh-huh. Um, like I don't know. I I feel like I I grew up always having a female best friend like uh-huh. the, like a new one for every year of elementary school okay they would be replaced why were they replaced <laughs> to be upgraded i don't know commitment issues i was <laughs> <laughs> i had a year-long uh trust limit i don't know i i actually don't know what that was I, maybe but i do remember the first time i feel like i was encouraged to do male mm. uh oriented things like when I, st- I guess I started playing baseball. I just found a picture of me in like a baseball jersey from uh-huh. when I was little, and I just looked like so happy. And like <laughs> I was at like Venice Beach with my sister, and she was like on my back, and I'm just like this smiling, happy kid. Uh-huh. Um, but I also feel like I had some like freedom by like secret freedom from my mom to like let me play with my sister's Barbies. Okay, or, like, like she was just like she kind of had my back on it because I remember. One time, some guy that was, like, our handyman came over, and she, like, I don't remember if she hid them, or she, like, was kind of, like, like you know, on board with understanding that this is, it was almost, it kind of almost gave me two messages yeah. that she was, like, she recognized this is something inherent, you know, about me that, you know, I was attached to um, something that was told to be like for girls but uh-huh. at the same time i feel like i was taught that it was shameful yeah in a way. yeah yeah it's like it's like i this is something you need to hide but i got your back like, yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. like i'm protective of this shameful thing yeah yeah, yeah. um okay. which was, how old were you then man i don't even remember my childhood was a blackout <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna get into why but <laughs> I was a traumatized child and like I don't remember anything before five Mm. uh but I it was interesting I I've been thinking about it so much lately because there's so much more dialogue about what gender is like Mm. what what it means to identify as male female non-binary um and I've always felt like I was somewhere in the middle Uh um I feel like um, I don't know. I, my attachment to the male gender seems to come through media and music. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like I re- I really enjoy like hip hop, and I think that like within the gay community, um, specifically, I feel like that's not as embraced mm-hmm. like musically or like like as a music taste. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love like sci-fi adventure fantasy movies and like action movies and all, a lot of movies that I uh, that I feel like were geared towards that have boys. like very normed like male characters playing mm-hmm. yeah 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 like with a gun like yeah you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is is funny because I'm you know I'm very anti gun violence mm-hmm. like as a black person I just know um, within the community and also from police officers like it's just it's it's dark times for that. Sure. But I also love seeing people express aggression in okay. a really loud way. You All know? right. Like I, and especially like with women, I think my, I was telling, I keep telling my friends lately, my favorite film drama is, uh, 
violent revenge fantasy female character movies. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Kill Bill. Yes. <laughs> yes. I just, I, you know, I, I feel like I have, like, that is kind of exactly like this, like, tomboy identity of mm. a girl, I feel like is more accessible to me than just like a boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And of like I, a, a more unique expression of your own masculinity in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, or like playing with what it, masculinity can be. Mm hmm. Okay. Like, even with like someone like Rihanna, like I feel like she's such a tomboy, yeah. and just like her approach to her sexuality, or like how she dresses when it's not like an awards thing. Like yeah. she just kind of dresses like a boy a lot uh-huh. of times. Like I, I feel like my understanding, like my masculinity, kind of gets attached to women who are masculine. You know, yeah, which is that really totally makes sense. Which is weird, and I and I and I was thinking about it, and I was like, is this because I've grown up with what I would call poor examples of male manhood, or is this just like my, like how much of this is nurture versus nature? Mm-hmm. How much of my understanding of my gender is uh, a reaction to how I, I've like, you know, how I've experienced men mm-hmm. through throughout my life, which is kind of, it's, it's really difficult because it's like at the end of the day i'm still attracted to men you know mm-hmm. like that's my jam you know <laughs> you know yeah, yeah um but i it's it's i don't know it's just so complicated I yeah think. well and it sounds like and i like is it like an identification with people who maybe it's like they want to express or they're comfortable in like a certain kind of masculinity, but maybe it is a difficult route for people. Like for tomboyish girls, it can be difficult. Like you can be told like, you're not doing that right. Or why are you doing that? And like in some Mm -hmm. way that's, it seems like that would be accessible if you'd had a lot of mixed messages and mixed messages, like from what you feel to what you're told. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, so, you know, of course this is, the other thing I was going to, I think about too, is I think women for like, obviously there's a lot of women, uh, oppression that women suffer, but I feel like there is some freedom of expression a little bit more towards like being a little bit like fluid about mm. it, like, especially pre- presentation. Yeah. You know, like your girl can wear like jeans and a blazer or like dress like a boy and no one's like kind of just like yelling at them yeah yeah whereas like as a man you can lose it like that like oh like my your, god your masculinity is gone yeah yeah especially within the gay community i feel like when i because i often wear girls clothing mm-hmm. um not as often as i'd like because of like a bajillion reasons but i feel like when i do that i get kind of rendered asexual within like the gay community because you know, there's like this whole obsession with masculinity or yeah, like yeah. the presentation of it, I think. Well, so I want to get into that. Uh, 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 yes. I came loaded. <laughs> I know. There's so much I want to talk about, but I want to. So, okay. So I want you to talk to me about, so you had those kind of early messages, right? Mm-hmm. Those early things, which even were messages of like, you're not doing this right. Or maybe there's things that are okay but you need to they're not okay they're okay in our family but maybe you can't you know like what your mom was saying when you went out in the world like you know you were a kid you're kind of at home your life is kind of at home when you took your version of your masculinity out into the world what were some of the kind of 
how did the people respond? You know, that kind of like fifth, sixth, seventh grade where you start to kind of... Oh, the dark times. The dark, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow, you're going in hot. No, <laughs> I mean, oh, that's God. when we first start. I, I feel like you st- we start... That puberty comes through. And you start taking like, okay, now I'm actually thinking about who I'm presenting as, right? Mm-hmm. Like for me, that's where I remember being like, oh, okay, people want this from me. I'll give them XYZ mm-hmm. to get back popularity acceptance french you know what i mean mm-hmm. hmm. um oh the dark ages um i think <laughs> that was so complicated i think hitting puberty and like my body changing and blah blah, blah um was so confusing uh-huh. i think that's when when the when the like um I don't want to say like divide, but like where it got kind of um, gray. Because uh-huh. I, for in some ways, I felt like my body changed, and like I was like, "Am I becoming a woman?" Like, like physically, like um, I just I felt like maybe I was like developing like slower or mm. something. Um, and I, um, that's when it became obvious that I was effeminate in contrast to other boys uh-huh. even though i was doing was i playing soccer in middle school i don't know but i played i played soccer and ran track i was like they they like kept my parents and family kept trying to put me in different sports and be uh-huh. like, you know be straight uh <laughs> what were you getting messages like that no but i feel like there was this kind of like quiet i was talking about this last night randomly how um there was this push to have me um, emulate the the other men in my family without asking me if I was interested in these mm. things. So I feel I think I was uh, I I played volleyball for a little bit because my uncle played it. I definitely feel like I was put in Boy Scouts because like my uncle did it. My uh-huh. dad like I've always made like visual art like I draw and. I used to paint, um, and I feel like that was only kind of supported and pushed because my dad did that. Oh, okay. Um, which was okay, but I always kind of wanted more support in that direction. Yeah. You know, or that to be like more embraced, but it seemed like there was this like hyper focus on sports and and doing Boy Scouts and these things that are very like gendered as male. Whereas mm-hmm. like I feel like art is kind of not that it's not masculine, but it's not like high on the list. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No one, you don't hear anyone be like, "Oh, yeah, guy's bro, a fucking man." You see what he painted? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bro, I was getting my paint on. It was so lit. Like, <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me, but um, yeah, middle school was fucking rough. Um, it was just I. I went to like this tiny liberal private school like call your teachers by the first name mm. blah blah blah. Where, so where'd you grow up in la oh. um remember how i call williamsburg the people's republic of williamsburg <laughs> santa monica california is actually called the people's republic of santa monica fun fact what how crazy is that really yeah i mean like it's, officially it's called that yes yes it's a it's incredible i mean they have their own like uh police system like school it's it's on uh, <laughs> Um, but anyway, I went to this tiny little private school, um, where I think this is again, where my mom kind of secretly stepped in and was like, this little kid's going to suffer at a normal school. Mm. So like, 
because I was tiny, I was really short, I was skinny, I was the most hyperactive person you've ever met <laughs> in your life. Like I uh-huh. couldn't. Sit. I mean, I'm still pretty hyperactive, but I just could not sit still. I just wanted everyone to be my friend, and like in middle school, no one was down because I was just so obviously like different and like mm. thirsty for approval that yeah. I think. That just kind of like pushes people away when it's like all you want, you know? Did you feel like because of that, that you tried to fit into molds of what people want? Like, were you able to see what people wanted from you? I feel like I was just lost. I mm, didn't I didn't know. Yeah. I think in high school, I started to figure it out. Yeah. I, I just like had like a couple friends. Um. I don't know. It was just like my friends were even mean to me. Except for this one kid, like my friend Sam. And this is, I think, like he was just like into anime and like uh-huh. and like Star Wars and um, Lord of the Rings. Was Lord of the Rings out yet? I don't know. But just like all of those like uh-huh. straight up nerd things. And it was like Dragon Ball Z. Um, so it was, I think that was also kind of, you know, because those things aren't like socialized for women, I feel. Mm-hmm. But I think that that was kind of a way for me to like find acceptance, Mm. you know, or like at least like some like fantasy world that was kind of like acceptable. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I knew how to play the roles that you're quote supposed to play as a boy in school, you know, you were more pure. Like, did you feel because in some way that's like very beautiful to not and like when we start to recognize I'll speak when I started to recognize those things is when I started to change myself and in mm-hmm. these ways that probably played out that caused me a lot of harm. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so in some way, it sounds like you were just more able. Like you didn't yet realize the game we have to play. Hell no, I was just lost. Like. Yeah, but but then comes with that. It wasn't like it was a great experience for you. No, Not, yeah, yeah. No, it was. But it's actually interesting because, like, you know, maybe that helped me form my own sort of like taste and identity yeah. without trying to conform. Because hmm. yeah, because it was in like high school when it was just like in the height of like. Nelly and like all those random ass like trash rappers <laughs> and like like big ass white tees and um and like the fucking that. ugliest Jordans that ever existed like Jordan for anyone who knows what Jordan 17s look like fucking brick shoes um I remember because until Pharrell came out and like indie culture uh-huh. it was a struggle because I like I I feel like the masculinity that was big when I got came into high school uh-huh. was so like aggressive, and it was like yeah, it was not there was no fluidity to it. Hell at no, all. yeah, no. Pharrell fluid. was like the paradigm shift. Like one day I will thank him. <laughs> I I'm love like, that. That's so interesting. I, it totally makes sense. But I'd never thought of him that way. Yeah, I mean, because he was like the first like mainstream black person that I was aware of that. Uh, Especially, like, I, I feel like music and my sense of self have always kind of been aligned. Um, and Pharrell, <laughs> I can't believe like we're going into Pharrell right now. Um, like, he was, you know, it was also, like, he was kind of a crossover between certain things where, like, quote, white culture, uh-huh. you know? Like, skateboarding was not, like, 
inacceptable thing. Like I rolled up on my skateboard mm-hmm. and that was one of the semi things I feel like in middle school that I was like, oh, this is a boy activity. Mm-hmm. But I think it was more so like this is just what my neighborhood friends are doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just like, yeah, cool. Like it, again, that like in high school, that's when like I feel like I started seeing skateboarding becoming um, this like specific visible counterculture yeah, thing yeah. that's like oh like with my dudes like on my board you know yeah um i feel like that was just kind of and this is where I, what i'm talking about where i just feel like there's this kind of like split where it's like like along that time i had like all these girlfriends and like you know it, one of the things i also remember is in elementary school like i just wanted to go to a spice girls party and i was invited because like i'm a boy uh-huh. and i was just like this is trash like i want to be posh spice you know but at the same time it's just like i really enjoyed like playing like uh what was that nintendo 64 game that everyone played Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Yeah, yeah. Goldeneye. Yes. And like, but then there was like a girl version called Perfect Dark, which was the same exact game. <laughs> like the I level. I didn't even know that. I didn't know. The gays found it. No. <laughs> like it was like this, this setup for like the levels where it was like the exact same layout, but it was just like a girl. And I was like, yes. I'm like, this is the one. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, and I've, um, damn, see, this is the ADD I was trying to tell you all about. Um, where, where were we? Like, what were we well, talking about? So you're, you're, yeah, you're talking about like getting into high school and like when that first, there was that sh- time where you saw that maybe there was a different way to be masculine. Like, because you, it was like, cause yeah, I remember that. Like, like Nelly was, Nelly was probably, and then like when I got into college, so like, you know, like 2003, it was like. G unit fifty cent, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and like we were like and Eminem, Eminem. But like, I loved Eminem because he was like funny and he was crazy and like kind of aggressive. But I was like on board. I was yeah, like, you're yeah, weird, yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It, but the thing is, which is weird for me, is I do feel like there was like genuine attachment to these things. Mm like to some of those things but i didn't like that it was enforced and expected of me yeah you know i didn't want to dress like that just because i enjoyed that and i didn't feel like i needed to like grab my balls walking down the street like when everyone was wearing like two basketball shorts and stuff like (laughs) basketball shorts under the jeans like why what are you trying to prove? You could like drop your pants and start playing basketball at any moment. Like, why is that cool? It's utilitarian. That was so trash. It was stupid is what that was. Yeah, I hope anyone listening knows that. Okay. Mike pulls <laughs> Take, that out. Taking a stand right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm in force. I'm policing masculinity from now on. Kids. No bro. basketball shorts under the jeans. Yeah. I'm gonna, Those are not underwear. No, stupid. You're dumb. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. We love everyone. <laughs> Inclusivity expression. No, this is not a this is just your this, experience. No, this, this is an this unsafe is a, space that I'm creating. <laughs> okay if mike was here this would be unsafe because you're gonna dog on him also like you guys like i'm a comedian follow me on the gram like i'm gonna be famous soon (laughs) let me just plug myself and you can plug yourself at the end uh let's take a break no Uh, when we come back i mean i want to talk about i guess kind of that next stage like because because what it sounds like to me and maybe i'm wrong is like it sounds like you were getting this like maybe there you first saw there was like a time where it was like oh i can kind of do this differently i can i can (laughs) 
be into these things. Like there are other people I see who don't do it exactly the same way. Like I'm like Pharrell, like he doesn't, he kind of is doing his own thing. And then, so I want to know like what that did for you, but think about it. Cause we'll talk okay. about it in a minute. Welcome back to Walls Down. I'm Walker here with Ross. Ross Walls Updates. <laughs> so we were talking about um, talking about high school, talking about how you sort of saw this version of masculinity that was kind of out there, and obviously, like the intersectionality of all your identities comes into this. But you know what it was because I remember that time too when like. It wasn't, we, it wasn't hip hop. It was like rap. It's like how you referred yeah. to it then. And like, it was, yeah, like very aggressive and very, I, I remember that as a time when like, I don't know. I, I definitely like, you know, I played like football and all that kind of stuff. And also like, the rock that came out of that time was trash. That was like when like emo was out. Well, <laughs> was that also, I mean, I remember like, uh, you know, in high school, legitimately hearing like Nickelback on the radio. Legit, you know what I it mean, was and it so wasn't like bad. the joke that it kind of is yeah. now. <laughs> and like you would hear on the radio, you'd hear like Creed, Nickelback, and like. Although was, I was down, I mean, I'm not <laughs> and like and like Lincoln Park, but like you know what? I'm gonna tell my truth today. Like I liked every single Lincoln Park single that ever happened. I mean, and I like, think everyone did. They were they were very popular. I don't know why I said liked as in past tense. <laughs> I don't know if that's a true statement. Like, you know, when that Hinder song came out, mm-hmm. I, I might have listened several times. Um, but so, so then, so you saw that and you felt like I don't fit that mold. No. And then my friends at the time was like this kid, um, I'm going to use names. You can use whatever Dylan, you want. wherever you are. Dylan. Trash. Shout um, out. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> Bad shout out. Not using last name. Okay. Um, I just, um, I was playing soccer and then the difference of what the soccer teams were like in middle school, or I, there might have been a gap between like ele- elementary school and middle school with me playing soccer. Yeah, mm-hmm. there a hundred percent was, but like the the hyper masculinity kind of like popped up, you know. Yeah. And I think there was also just this clear understanding that it was okay for white men to be a little bit more effeminate uh-huh. and like less like hardcore. Um, I think as a black male human it was encouraged to kind of be like a little bit more attached to rap culture Uh um and that's why i brought up pharrell earlier because as someone who was skateboarding at the time as like a black person and not like an extremely masculine person Uh he was singing about girls and like kind of being respectful and stuff like yeah and he skated and, and i was just like whoa like here's someone that's like kind of not you know, looks like me, but isn't like part of this hyper masculinity. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, controversial at this point in history, but in high school formative for me was Kanye. Hmm. Cause Kanye came out and from the jump, I remember him talking about, um, how like gay people are people and they're responsible for fashion. Uh Um, and like, he was just so kind of openly different. Yeah. Um, and he was also the first rapper I'd ever he- heard talk about um, his feelings. 
you know, and yeah. all's fall, and all falls down. I was, it was like a like earth shattering yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, whoa, because he was just talking about being insecure about stepping out into the world without looking cool, without a chain. Um, and then he was just talking about consumerism and feeling like less than. And I was just like, whoa, like yeah. this is. He's talking about the issues that I feel like makes masculinity so whack like like i just feel like men are socialized so hard to not be emotionally intelligent uh-huh. and, and not maybe not uh emotionally intelligent but not um forthcoming about how they feel about anything yeah you know or, or having language around that um and i remember or like not even to, like to feel yeah, yeah yeah i mean i didn't cry for like fucking life like you know what i mean (laughs) and i feel like that was just you know part of like internal issues but also like you're it's not like encouraged to be like a boy shedding tears yeah like you know you a bitch like yeah like it was really kind of open that that's not cool no Um, like i i've had uh, uh shared on here before that like discomfort inside when i would see a child that I, a boy who I felt was too old to be crying, crying. Too old. Like, that was, right, yeah, yeah. Like, it was like, you're older than, like, I don't know, four. And, like, I used to work with kids, and I've said on this before that, like, I, if I, one of them was, like, crying, I would, like, pull them aside and be like, it's okay, like, I'll hide you. for And they would be like, what? Like, who mm-hmm. cares? And I was uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I get that. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I like, undoing that even today when I'm just so much more embracing of like a more fluid gender identity, crying feels like weakness, Mm. you know, and and even, and I still, I I have a lot of like male friends. I feel like I'm, I used to, there was a period where like since moving to New York where I had like all straight guy friends, Mm. like for a long time, time periods. Um, And I feel like conversations about, feelings were stunted you know and it would happen but it wasn't the same as um when i would talk to girls about my feelings yeah you know um i feel like there was not there was less support but it wasn't from a place like oh i'm not trying to like help out but it was just like i I don't know what you know it's like a language we don't speak Mm -hmm. no one teaches us that language Mm -hmm. and i feel like i Maybe because there, I've always kind of had an interest in helping people with their feelings. Like mm-hmm. I went to grad school for social work for a minute. I like dropped out because it was not my calling. But I think I between that and having a lot of female friends, like I was kind of always seeking being able to have those conversations. Yeah. But I just didn't feel like comfortable. It wasn't until I was like kind of doing los drogas, the drugs that <laughs> I. Um, was able to have conversations with people about like f- like food and body image issues yeah, or, yeah. or things that are not really um, discussed amongst men. And you know what the craziest thing was? Because I remember when I came out, I was just like, oh my God, like, you know, I'm just going to be like this pariah within like male friendships because I think inherently I knew that I still felt like an attachment to like, um, having friends that were like straight men, uh-huh. you know, but I was like afraid that like coming out and being myself was going to like cut that off, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but I remember I was telling someone, cause I've been trying to think about like, I, like recently, um, 
um, doing a stand-up show talking like a little bit more explicitly about gender. And I remember the first, like I, I befriended like most of the lacrosse team in college. Uh-huh. And I remember <laughs> seeing them all like scream along to party in the USA <laughs> by Miley Cyrus. And oh, I was yeah. just like, yeah. Oh, they're not like that different. <laughs> like, like I'm like, they try to keep it on the low, but get them a little drunk. And they're like, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it is, first of all, I remember being at house parties, like pre gaming with male, all male friends, playing that song specifically Why? and just having a great time. <laughs> but the funny thing is, and like we, this is nothing novel, but like, especially like getting drunk was that way to like, even if it wasn't a, like a sexual thing, I think it was like, it was an opportunity to express like a silly side. Like, cause like, I feel like that message is like, you can't be silly. You can't like have like, you definitely can't like tell your male friends you love them or hug them or that kind of stuff, um, or dance or dance. Oh, I Until mean, I could do drunk. a whole episode on my discomfort with dancing that I've recently overcome and just fucking have a blast. <laughs> Give uh, it up. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like there, it's that thing of you talked about, like when you're doing drugs and you were drinking. Like I do think that was like. <sighs> it either made me feel okay with not expressing all the stuff I needed to express or it allowed me to express like it depended on the situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that song specifically. Cause that would definitely come on for several months at every pregame. There was just like straight, straight white men, straight white dudes playing <laughs> beer pong and listening to Miley Cyrus. It was an awakening for me. And then also like watching, I'd never, I never even knew that there was such a culture around men being critical of each other in a way that's like similar, if not worse than girls about like their bodies. Like, man, you're so fat. Like, ew, what are you doing? Like, and I was like, damn, like they're not that different. Like, it's just the language and approaches. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I was just thinking about it also on the train over here. Like, what are the main differences in, like, masculinity and femininity? Like, how much is it this is, like, actually biology versus, like, socialization? Because I think I remember there was a day. It seemed like there was a, a day in the life, like, between me and my sister where she stopped wanting to, like, play with bugs and stuff. Or, like, play in the dirt or, like, be, like, you know, like... I don't, you know how like little boys are just like reckless and like weird yeah, yeah. and like there's like oh I'm gonna play with sticks in the dirt and like yeah. get my like fingernails dirty. My sister was just like I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, and I was like, girl, what? <laughs> like we roly polies? Come on, girl, <laughs> let's, let's go to the backyard. Let's get crazy. And she was just like, no, I don't play with worms. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. Is she older, or younger, younger. Like it was just one day, and yeah, I was just yeah. like, oh, there is a thing that we're not talking about yeah. that just happens. Yeah, you know, and um, it's just it's weird because I think she, I think we both have like this kind of like boy energy, yeah. but I think both of us actually are like little princesses too because we're like let's wear dresses and play dress up but like i think there was a day where she leaned away from that and i feel like it was just such like this weird like obvious like socialization kind of split you know um but oh look like back to high school should we we well well on i mean (laughs) on that topic i think it's because it is that's like the main thing of this of this whole thing is that we're talking like hearing these stories of what people learned is really just showing like it is all learned like i'm not Mm -hmm. 
because I was actually talking with some coworkers the other day, and most of my coworkers are female, and we're you know obviously very like understanding with these socializations. And I was asking, I was like, when do you feel feminine? Like, what does it feel like to feel feminine? And they were like, they were like, well, not like when I wear a dress or whatever, whatever, because that's social, like socially. I'm like when, and we really couldn't come up like it's hard to like, I don't, it's hard to say when I feel masculine isn't a social thing. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times it's either in opposition to feminine. Like when I'm doing something that wouldn't be seen as feminine, it's like people say like, Oh, I'm, I feel masculine or it's like, I don't know. Just one of these tropes that we all like, you know, when I feel masculine is when I'm doing something like physic, like strength related. Mm, yeah. Like not even lifting weights, but like, moving a box or something you know what i mean just like yes like i do which is like a biolog like in some way not that there are certainly women who could do are much stronger than me but like in that sort of way there is a biological that is almost kind of the only Mm -hmm. difference um well so so we don't want to go back to high school i guess what i want to know is like so you, you said you're in college and you started to see that there was kind of this it wasn't as sort of black and white, feminine, masculine, like people were. So what did that mean to you and like your expression of? I felt the most liberated ever during the four years of college. Mm. Where'd you go to school? Uh, this tiny liberal arts school is called Whittier College. I know, yeah. Um, In California? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always feel like no one knows. Aren't they like the poets? <laughs> Please <laughs> don't refer to our team mascot in public. I, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> if uh, Whittier College doesn't have sports. No, that's the craziest thing. Okay, so I came from, like, I went to the same middle school through college hmm. um no through i'm sorry through high school like uh-huh. i was in you know the same like weird hippie school right yeah. like we had like in middle school we had like a trans guy come to school so it was like there was kind of like an open understanding that like this is chill but i was like hell no i'm not coming out it's not chill. Well, what age did you come out um like well it depends. It's kind of. That's it's like a complicated a question because it was. It wasn't like I was doing anything like like only hooking up with like straight guys in the alley. But it was yeah. like I started to like kind of see this guy, and then my friend she like accidentally like outed me to like my little like weird scene of like fashion, gay, straight, whatever uh-huh. party people, and so you know I was just out, and then I came out and. Like that was when I was 18. And then when I went my sophomore year of college, when I came back from summer, I was like, so everyone, like, I'm gay, you know? (laughs) And and, like the straight guys were shook. They were like, what? And I was like, girl, like, bro, girl, I don't even know. Like, person, what are you talking? I don't know. And this is the, the weird thing in my life where it's like, I have this understanding of myself. And I'm not saying I'm like butch or anything, but I think people. People recently have expressed to me out loud that they don't see me as effeminate as like I kind of view myself mm. and I just kind of I'm like that and then I get really confused because in a in a way that's like a very positive thing in our culture to be seen as more like masculine, mm, yeah. especially in the gay community. But I it confuses me because, you know, I do things to like like outwardly code myself as like less masculine. Like I like paint my nails like consistently and on my Instagram, like I more often than not post pictures of me, like when I'm like wearing dresses and stuff, Uh because like in a way I feel like really powerful and like, 
like sexually empowered when yeah. I'm like presenting in that way. Um, but I feel like I there like my identity and like interests like don't always like align with that. Like I'm finding that as I come back into like hanging out with like more queer people, like there are things that I feel like not as like included because like I don't you know I don't give a shit about Ariana Grande. Like no offense, girl. Like I support you. I think, um, like, but like I I'm gonna retract that statement. I ha I don't have like. In, in the gay community and, and, like, oftentimes the queer community, there's this, like, really big celebration of, like, f- empowered women yeah. and, like, public, uh, yeah, like, just, like, public empowered women and, like, I like specifically with pop music and I feel, like, kind of, like, left out from that. Mm. I don't know where this is going. Oh, oh, like, as far as, like, feeling, being told that I'm, like, more masculine than I see myself. Yeah. Um, and... I just, it's like this weird, confusing thing because in college, like, it was just like, there's always been this kind of like two tracks where it's like, at, like as I became more comfortable with myself, I was more comfortable like presenting in fem- feminine or female ways. Uh-huh. But I also found like this more open relationship to like masculinity or like men. Yeah, yeah. Like as I've gotten older, which is really confusing in a way that i mean it seems complicated but at the same time it seems like it became less of a fight Mm. like it became less of a like pushing back against one thing and then also holding in this other thing while you're pushing it in it it, like it seemed more like you were like oh i can like branch out i'm more free but people are so weird about it. <laughs> okay. They're so weird about it. <laughs> I want to talk about that statement. We have to take a break because I think we're bad. Battery's about to die. Okay. So we'll be right back. Bye. Bye. Oh, welcome to Walt Down Podcast. I'm Walker. <laughs> That's Ross. Uh, welcome back. So um, we were talking about. Basically, I just want, you were saying, like, people's reactions to the way you've sort of explored fluidity, and I'm wondering, like, what that looks like. What what did it look like as you started to? What does it look like today? Like, um, it's so funny. Um, I, so, la, 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 la. during college when I, like, like many people people of queerness nightlife was a really big part of my coming out experience Uh um and so i would go out and like all everyone was just like i just feel like i was weirdly sheltered in the most beautiful way for such a long time Uh but i like would go out and I remember I was like, damn, I just want to wear a dress sometimes like you know like that would just be fun whatever um because, you know, growing up playing with Barbies and stuff, it's like, I the reason why I play Barbie is because she looks glamorous and I like her outfit, you know, yeah. and um and and I and the the thing about that is I think a lot about how what is the difference between presenting as a certain gender, um and like embodying that or feeling like a deep like emotional attachment to that uh-huh. um because i i like to wear dresses and i feel like i'm not really i, I don't really 
consider myself or like fully identify as a man, you know, but I don't think wearing women's clothing is what makes that happen, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think, um, because I don't dress like that all the time, people kind of treat me as like, like last night when I was wearing, when I, I like went to hang out with some friends and get dinner with them before I went out to a party, but they didn't know I was going to a Halloween party. Uh-huh. And I came in a French maid costume <laughs> with like very high heels and like some lipstick on. And I, and I would love to just do that way more often, but I've just for my own safety reasons, I don't do that. It's dark times. Hate crimes are definitely up. If you check the news, like it's not really, the well, best and, and time. Do you feel safe? Like no, yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the most empowered ever when I'm wearing it, but mm-hmm. do I feel safe? Absolutely yeah. not. Like I, I just, that. just like even the way people look at you can feel like violent, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't want to get into that. Um, <laughs> I mean, but, it's, it's a very interesting sort of dichotomy of like feeling powerful, but not feeling safe. Like feeling mm-hmm. empowered maybe. Is but stripped of your power the sa- yeah. second you go outside. Yeah. Um, so, um, okay. So I, um, so I, it was just like kind of something that, you know, I quietly wanted to do. And then, um, in college, I think in my senior year, this, my friend of mine, Julia had this like epic, um, like sequin mini dress that looked like it was from the eighties. I think it was, it probably was, um, and we called it the power dress because she almost, um, she kind of hooked up with Jared Leto the night she wore that dress. Um, <laughs> sup, Jared? Uh, and, <coughs> excuse me. And she let me borrow it and I went to this club. And I, like, it was like all the people that I like normally party with. And like, there was this moment where I was like sitting and everyone was in a circle around me and being like, you look amazing. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, God damn right. I'm like, gotta do this more often. Like, and, um, and then I ran into my ex and he was just like, uh, we might cut this. Uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever you want. The long story short is like uh, that night I was just like, whoa, I get positive attention when I'm presenting myself as I would like to in the world. Um, And that's not to say like that's how I want to present myself all the time because I, you know, dresses are not convenient all the Mm. time. You know what I mean? But like sometimes like today I got like one hoop earring on and I'm feeling like real cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and just FYI, y'all, I got a fresh manicure looking real expensive. Ross's White. nails look very good. Yeah, they look yeah. real good. Yeah. Like this girl, she I'm paying her extra next time. <laughs> um, she knew what was up. Uh, anyway, I digress. How does that feel, though? How does what? it feel to have like nicely painted nails? Like- it feels amazing. It's like... like uh, I don't understand. It's just like... It's just fun. You like look down and you see like unnatural colors on your hands and it's like all day you're like look at this little like art piece yeah um but it's crazy that it's like a whole to do like i have gotten death stares on the train over my name like specifically if i do hot pink as a wrap like i'm getting Mm. i'm getting unwarranted attention um and excuse me but um 
Um, so yeah, so that was the first time I did that. And I was like, Oh, this is great. This is really cool. Um, I should do this more often, but because I moved in back into my, my house, um, like the house I grew up in when I got out of college, like uh-huh. it, it just didn't feel like a safe space. Like I did, I don't think my mom was going to be like, go ahead, Ross, yeah. you know, do you? So it was, I remember when I really started wanting to do that more, like dress up more, I would like pack my clothes like in the car and then like change like after wherever I was before to go to the club, uh-huh. which is like low key I miss about living in LA just cause like then you don't have to like wear heels like out in America and like paint your feet. Um, but I, um, like it it's just interesting how as it began it was very compartmentalized yeah. and i've never really like reflected on that until now and then came the realization that like within the gate like i didn't realize that this was such a thing i didn't realize there was such an obsession with like hyper masculinity mm-hmm. until i stopped hanging out in my weird little like fashion art like queer gay scene because i'd moved home and at a certain point i didn't have a car anymore so i couldn't get to like silver lake and like hollywood as easily as i did before because uh-huh. i would either have to bike or take public transit oh my god <laughs> In, in LA, LA. in LA, that's like really dark. But <laughs> um, I started eating a lot. Uh, <laughs> but I, um, what happened? Okay, so how did we get to like? Well, you're talking about like. So then you moved into like the like more mainstream gay culture. Oh my god, yeah. So I started going out in WeHo, and yeah. it was like West all, Hollywood for anyone okay, who doesn't West know. Hollywood for our <laughs> uninformed listeners. <laughs> Um, for a non-bicoastal listener. <laughs> so I, um, I started going out in, in West Hollywood and then all of a sudden I became aware of two things. I was like, I get less attention because I'm black mm-hmm. and I get less attention because I'm like skinny and not buff and I get less attention the more like feminine I present myself. Mm. I, it was a culture shock. Yeah. Like I didn't realize like in a lot of ways that I was like, not aware of even like this sounds crazy because like obviously like you wake up and look in the mirror you're like i'm black but i didn't realize like my my blackness as something that was a wall between me getting things i want or being visible Mm. you know like i was in these like small scenes that like and and school and spaces where i was like you know just celebrated as i was and like it wasn't like a to-do I started going into West Hollywood. You're all trash. And um, and I was just, like, invisible. Like, it was yeah. just, like, I would, like, my eyes, like, people would just glaze over me and look at, like, my white friend who I was with uh-huh. or, or whatever. And, and I, I don't want to make that sound like I'm a woe is me, like, complaining person. Um, it was your experience. It's it's not my experience. It's the experience of a lot of people, and that's the only reason. But what why I mean I, is, it's neither. It's not right, not wrong. Uh, you're not. You're not saying what was. You're literally just telling a fact of what you experienced. Yeah, yeah. But I think sometimes people are like combative, and they're like, "Oh, but like maybe it's just those people weren't into you." And I'm like, "No, no, no. I'm not visible to these people. Mm. Like I'm just like second class citizen." Mm. Um, so along the same time it kind of felt like more important to me to like like if i'm not going to be visible in this world then i'm just gonna like 
like when I do go out to like places I want to be, like I'm just gonna be like aggressively queer and like wear whatever the fuck I want yeah. because like clearly I'm like no longer like it went back uh, to this fight. Like, mm-hmm. it was that fight before. I'm very, like, black and white with my thinking. <laughs> well, no, I just mean it's interesting because you found this space where you were able to kind of, like, explore it. And then you went into a space that I think a lot of people who might be outside of that could say, like, oh, well, it's probably, you know, very open. But you, again, were put into sort of different boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was just... Yeah, was Hollywood was damaging to my mm-hmm. <laughs> to my like self esteem. Um, well, and let me—you said like I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna like be like as queer as I want and like wear whatever. Did it feel? It doesn't sound like, but did it feel like in an empowered way or in a like aggressive, combative way? Both. Yeah. Okay. Hundred percent both. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just like because I remember it, it would just be like a choice. Like I would that would be the nights that I chose like to like not be like interested in like looking for a suitor, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would just be like. F all y'all. I'm just going to like wear this. Like, I don't care. This is what I want to wear anyway. I know I'm not going to be like visible to you people. So who cares? I'm just going to have fun, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then I moved to New York city (laughs) and everything (sighs) changed and it was all wonderful. Ha, 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 (laughs) ha, 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 ha. Um, I lived here for a summer, actually, in, like, 2009, before I moved here in, like, 2012. Mm. Um, And I had this, like, idea of New York as, like, a way more, like, progressive, like, inclusive, whatever world. Um, I moved to New York, and I was making uh, a lot of money. And I didn't, and I had a really, like, time-consuming, no-social-life job. Um, And so... I didn't really have a chance to, like, find, like, a community for myself, like, in the way that I feel like it was really organic for me in my initial coming out phase where it was just, like, I'm hanging out with these cool, like, alternative, like, um, queer peeps. Um, And I wasn't, like, when I talk about the era of West Hollywood, like, I was still going out to, like, there was this club called Rhonda, literally a club called Rhonda is the name of it, and I was, like, an ambassador, and that was, like, my safe haven. It was, like, once a month, and I was just, like, oh, I'm gonna do it up. Yeah. Um, So I wasn't, like, completely, like, removed and cut off, but I was definitely, like, in a different, like, less inclusive world. So then I moved to New York, and then I will say that I bought into what I call the Equinox lifestyle. <laughs> um, and there's an, a gay Equinox lifestyle, uh-huh. you know, and it's just like, I found that New York gays, like there's like much more classism, like whereas like there's, there's a, you could just, if, I'm sure if I like had muscles while I was living in LA, like my, my, um, accessibility or visibility would have been different uh-huh. but in new york it's like what are you wearing like what is your who what's your access like how mm. like what like like can you present a certain lifestyle that was like as far as like chelsea west village like yeah. that sort of gay um and i remember just being like and again moving into another 
gay community where I felt invisible. And like, so I just started spending a shit ton of money on looking visible. Yeah. And it worked. (laughs) (laughs) But problem solved in a podcast. Literally. Like, but when I rolled up on a skateboard and like a vintage, like rainbow short shirt and like, Uh you know, some vans, like it was just like, who, who is that? We don't care. But when I like, bought my coat at Bergdorf and like was rocking J crew and going to Equinox and like soul cycle and just like this whole boring ass, like packaged lifestyle. This isn't to like, you know, boring for me. You know, I, I think that for me, I like to express myself in like 17 different ways. And yeah. like, that was a very specific, like, uh, like painted, um, and boxed like identity I feel and and I still felt like I put all this effort in to get very little attention that Uh I was seeking you know yeah um and so I was just like kind of lost and then I stopped working that job and I started to kind of like come back to like that sort of journey of like expressing and learning about my queerness and like not um being involved with like such like a hyper masculine like gay community mm-hmm. um and then it's it's just been so interesting like the past like four years as i've like just like just you know like painted my nails all the time or like got uh like just worn dresses out like during the day like like not just like when i'm going out to a club like how different my experience is and how much i had this idea of like what moving to new york would look like where i was just like you know free and like inclusivity and like express yourself however you want and then that was a goddamn lie you know i like i just and it's gotten worse since uh, he who must not be named has been elected into office. Uh-huh. Um, and so... Well, that, yeah, it's not this... There's just all these messages and these other stuff is not... The, there isn't like anyone checking that shit at the, at the Hudson River. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To be like, not here. We don't do that. You know what I mean? Like all that shit is... And in every culture, like... In all the a lot of cultures I'm in that are very open, like we've talked, like being a sober man, like I've gone through, I like love my sober men group, but at the same time, I sometimes I get in these groups that there's like men men's meeting stuff where it's like we're like, oh, I'm not gonna be a pussy when I'm sober, and it's like what, like I don't mm-hmm. like, why are we talking like in that way? Like that doesn't that feels false to me, but so that shit like goes in every culture. And so I don't mm-hmm. like you know thinking that there is one place where everyone is safe from that. Berlin. Yeah. Shout out to Berlin. No, no, I've never been to Berlin. <laughs> it's lit. <laughs> they don't give a shit. Like, just go party. I think that's probably because there's such a big nightlife scene. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, I, I feel like, first of all, I moved here by accident. My job just brought me here out uh-huh. of nowhere. I, did, I didn't move and I was like, I'm moving to a safe haven. But I think yeah. I had like an understanding or uh, like, a wisp, wishful thinking about what New York was like within the like like I do feel like there's kind of a split between the gay community and the queer community. Mm. Um, I think it's changing. I feel like it's evolving, and there's like a lot more of like blending happening. Yeah. But I feel like uh, upon moving here like six years ago, it was just like there's this, and then there's that, you know, um, and. 
what is always interesting and shocking to me is like how much you get rendered asexual based on what you're wearing huh. and like like if you present as female or extreme like hyper feminine uh -huh. you no longer become like you're you, you again are like invisible unless it's just like a spectacle hmm. like unless people are just like oh my god you look crazy and i'm just like yo when i was doing like people that would have like men who would have been more um like like pursued me like if i'm wearing like a basketball jersey which is one of my favorite clothing items <laughs> don't ask me why i think of it as like a large dress for some reason <laughs> and i'm just like i'm like rihanna like because she used to wear basketball jerseys all the time uh -huh. like as dresses god i love her um shout out to rihanna pharrell and formerly kanye you guys get me through um anyway i like the a same the same person that will look at me one way when i'm wearing that outfit will completely ignore me yeah. when i roll up to the club in a dress yeah. like i like you know it's, what's the and, and you're sort of saying but like what's the message you internalize from that like what do you like expressing yourself as your full self is like you know not a good thing yeah <laughs> Play the play the fucking part. Play Straight the up. play the role that yeah. we've given. Like it's very clear. Yeah. But I don't care. I don't want to play your goddamn role. I've lived in like twelve closets. I'm done. Yeah. Fuck all y'all. I'm like, you know what? Your girl's got a piece betwixt the legs, and I'm wearing whatever the fuck I want and yeah. feeling however I want about who I am. So so let me ask you that. In that, do you feel that that has changed? Even though the response isn't say like everyone hasn't come around do you feel like you're you know like there's a, like nobody can make you feel anyway but like the way you feel about it has that changed like at any time did you feel like this way that feels true to me f is l not masculine and now it is like no this is my masculine does that make sense you get what i'm I saying i know what you're saying but it's like that's when it kind of gets into this weird like grayer for me where it's like how much do i like like what what is the what is masculine and no not even that but like what is it like an attachment to that word mm -hmm. do, what does that do for me because it, it always seems like associated with like a privilege that i think you know because um what am i trying to say i it, it's just so hard for me to to like determine whether not like my views about masculinity how much of this is a response to the men that i have like been like the the men that i've like grown up knowing uh -huh. you know or like the men that like i like during formative years was hanging out with you know yeah like the like people on my soccer team or people um in boy scouts like i just i like remember like and and I can't shake this this obsession with like being competitive, which I feel like is really tied. Like I feel like there's like a specific aggressive brand of comp competitive energy within uh -huh. like men. Sure, sure. Um, and it's I don't know. It's just so it's so weird. I don't know if it's my own brand of masculinity or it's just my own way of like moving through the world. It's your own thing, completely. New. Yeah, but I do feel like this really like 
I do feel like a kinship to like men across the board and Uh not just like gay men, like to straight men as well, which is really, I feel like is like such a like interesting place to occupy Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of times, like I, I have a lot of like, um, gay and queer friends who are like, I don't even know a straight person. And like, I think there's a lot of people with the, like with my sort of like identities that don't really want to participate at all in that culture. Yeah. But I'm just like, I don't know. There's some things like I like about hanging out with straight guys. Like I like being able to like punch my friend, like, and like, and not be an issue, you know what I mean? And be funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like not necessarily like the, that's not the main thing I want to say about <laughs> that I appreciate about having like straight male friends. <laughs> the violence. But like I just I like like there's like a certain like funny playfulness that happens within men that's different from what happens within women. I feel like my like friendships with women are like there's like a big deep entrenchment of like emotions and like mm. communicating in that way and like I feel like oftentimes like my friend friendship with men like like have a weird like funny playfulness you know what i mean no i get what you mean like it's like you don't always people don't straight men don't have to think as hard so it's kind of fun hanging out we don't have to feel as hard (laughs) we don't i mean no this is something i say all the time and i think it kind of ties into partially what you're talking about in a a couple different ways is like is like because i've talked to certain people who kind of i've talked to some people who don't identify as 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 masculine and they're like i don't even want to think of like they identify as male but they're like i don't want to think about it and i'm like but that but you are male you identify if i push you to it like you say you're male and you're out in the world presenting as male so like we have to that is a privilege of ours is to not think about our masculinity like because it isn't forced on us to think about it whereas mm-hmm. like other identities it is in your face all the time being reminded that you are this thing you are the and no like and so we don't, it's <laughs> like, we, I like, I mean, it's the same reason why I like watching like shows about rich white people. It's a vacation. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, wow. Like you don't have to worry about white women clutching their purses when you walk by them or like calling the cops on you because like yeah. they think you're a threat or like, you don't have to worry about police officers shooting you. You don't have to worry about like, this I hate to talk about this because I never want to throw black people under the bus, but like straight black people being really aggressively not interested in my existence. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or or like being upset. Like that's why I have this weird commitment to present in like little ways at all times. It's like a little bit off kilter, like not masculine because yeah. I'm just like, no, I'm you're not going to silence me. I'm, I'm going to paint my nails. I'm going to full, my Instagram is fully going to be like a tribute to me wearing, you know, whatever the fuck I want and being loud about it because I feel silenced by the world, Mm. you know? And I feel like if I like didn't have to experience the threat of like either like just like regular ass violence or like sexual assault as a result of presenting female, like feminine Mm -hmm. more often, like I probably would, you know. Yeah. I would, I trust and believe I'd be wearing like, you know, different clothing more regularly if there wasn't such consequences for doing that. If you felt more safe. Oh my god, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like I 
the last couple times, like, I have to be conscious of, like, what neighborhoods I'm going into, like, depending on what I'm wearing, you know? Yeah. Which I guess is not, like, a super unique feeling, but there's, like, a... (laughs) Yeah, it's not unique, but that doesn't mean that it's not a, a... Uh, uh, vib- Am I downplaying my experience, Walker? <laughs> I mean, it's a vibrant, exp- vibrant experience yeah. to have to think about that, no matter what the reason is, whether it's what you're wearing or what you look like. You know what I mean? Yeah, or I how don't you want- speak or how you, anything like mm-hmm. to have to be aware of like, am I safe? Is like, and, and again, it's fun. Like we talked about, Mike and I, I uh, was re-listening to the earlier episode where we were talking about like growing up, like there is this whole thing of like not wanting to be feminine, not wanting to be like, it's like I came to the conclusion. It's like, I never once had a problem with someone being gay, but I was terrified that someone would think I was gay. And it's mm. like this weird, like, you know what I mean? And it shows these like wow. deeply ingrained things that it was like fear. But then like also like shutting out parts of myself that like, like as simple as like the way I might want to sit or the way I might, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so I was even cross. thinking like, about I cross that. my legs at the knee. It's yeah. way more comfortable. And I'll have people now be like, how do you sit? Like, that's weird that you're sitting like that. And I'm like, but even that, it was like something that I'd never did until mm-hmm. recently. And you know, what's funny about that? Like, cause I, I think I cross my legs a lot, but like currently I'm like <laughs> fucking spread Eagle right now. You man are spreading very, harder with the hands, with hands folded. Like very. I, it's, it's comfortable. Like as this mic is like in my ball sack <laughs> yeah. right now. Um, but I think, I think about that. It's like, it's like, that's like, those, those are the really interesting moments for me where I'm like in a dress and I'm like sitting, just spread eagle, like, like adjusting my, my junk. And I'm like, well, I'm just different, you know? Yeah. And exactly. And it's like the more I've explored this. But like, what does that mean? Like, does that mean I'm more of a, like, you know what I mean? That's what, that I think is the question, right? Is like for you is masculinity is that the next is that the higher level phase and again this is not a podcast about telling people how to be anyway it's not corrective oh there's tyra uh (gasps) yes um but uh it's like is it for me it feels so much more genuine to just do whatever the hell i want do whatever you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah like just being so sorry, Tyra the cat is in here and she's yeah, getting and a I, lot of attention. I've fallen silent <laughs> because, um, well, here's the, here's the deal actually. Because I mean, I, I get so into these, and I always say, but I do think maybe you have to come back on again, okay? Just at it, but because we have to do the questions, we have we have the we always end with what we call the questions because they okay. are questions, so that's smart that we call them that. Um, you will know the answers because they are your subjective. <laughs> answers they're yours Mm -hmm. um okay yeah i don't know i just think there's so much more to talk about about that it's just like whether you call it masculine or you call it ross and it's just you but okay so first question is when well it's interesting the first question is when are you scared (laughs) uh when um 
when I'm not in Lower Manhattan. Ow, shit. Oh, the cat just... <laughs> she's kind of a dick. She's looking for my attention. And she's getting it. She's just clawed out my thigh. When I'm in the lower half of the island. Wait, wait. When, what I, not, when, when I when not you're feel sca- safe? When you are... When you're scared. Oh, when, I, when am I scared? Oh, my God. Like, whenever I'm wearing anything that doesn't look like I am straight and well and like employed and in- and mm. educated <laughs> okay whoops yeah <laughs> um so yeah unless i'm wearing a button down i'm not always there's some level of i'm fear. there's yeah i'm like i'm running 10 thoughts at all times mm-hmm. it's it's really exhausting and trying days. to look a certain way like I'm friendly. I'm fr- like yeah. Like, yeah. do I look approachable? Do I look too too femme for this environment? Do yeah. you know? Like, I I just I think if I went back to the J Crew lifestyle outfit looks, like my life, well, <laughs> my life might be. Ch- <laughs> well, and it's such a f- fucked up, and I don't you know I, I don't purport to obviously know, but to simultaneously as your identities depending on how you're expressing them be feared and be afraid mm-hmm. because like as a like they were like a black man in this country like you're somewhere and like you said like the one um, clutches the, her purse and yeah the, you know what i mean and like to feel that way when you're trying to like go get a sandwich or like or like you know just the difference uh, like attention i get from law enforcement yeah depending on an outfit i remember i got pulled off a train because i was like man spreading on the train and like a huge i'm not like whatever no i'm gonna say this with confidence i was sitting with like a huge shirt on probably like a backwards hat man spreading wearing some like baggy ass shorts just i looked like a dude um and (laughs) and this guy i like i think i went through train doors i sat down i was sitting for a while and this undercover cop just like after checked me out for a minute rolled up and was like yo come off the train like flashed his badge and like this has happened to me so many times where it's like they have decided that i am the enemy and then they listen to me speak and then they think then they're like oh he's gay oh shit like this is a waste of my time mm-hmm. you know yeah like i've seen the face change like the thought Which process in both sides since the levels of darkness yeah that, no like, i mean really because yeah everything that's being communicated uh, right, so like <laughs> yes so there's more so okay yeah. question number two what do you need from people um uh acceptance and encouragement okay Go over there. She got you. Y'all yeah, need to clip this does. cat's claws. She, she does her own thing. All right. Question number three. When do you feel hurt? When um, older black women give me death stares mm. because my nails are painted because I just like project like mom vibes on them, and I'm like I just want them to love me. Yeah. You know. I'm just like with men. I just know they're across the board. Like there's just you know a level of homophobia that often happens yeah um and but with like black women i just i'm just like no yeah i'm like wait (laughs) no love me yeah you know like be my safe space kind of like that's why i fucking love the women at the nail salon and my laundromat like they are so down for me yeah (laughs) like they're like yay i'm like okay (laughs) All right, question four. Who intimidates you? Um, 
straight black men and white women that are scared. <laughs> okay. They're white women are the scariest people on the planet Earth for me. They can get me in so much trouble with like one phone call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Shout out I mean, you're me. laughing, but yeah, like it's it's true. They're yeah. so scary, like literally. And then also, I think as a gay man, if you will, um, I think. Um, wait, what was the question initially? It's who intimidates you. Yeah, straight black men and white women. Mm. Like, but the, we could have a whole podcast about that. <laughs> On that, <'cause>, all right. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a, each one of these makes me well. Okay. Uh, when are you proud of yourself? Um, when I am confident about my how I'm presenting myself and my own intelligence. Nice. I like that answer. And the la this la the last question which I'm interested in, and I think it will tie into that one is when do you feel like your most authentic self? <laughs> in a gown. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Like a big beautiful ball gown? Yes. Oh like my god. The, can I tell you there was this one summer or like large period of time where i was like be like the most depressed of my entire life uh -huh. and i went to this party and this says so much about me <laughs> i went to this party and it was like this um huge like like the grinder app which we could talk about. oh my god can we talk about grinder i for the record because i am judgmental and evil i'm like i've only use that app for like two hours of my whole life. Um, <laughs> Point of pride. Yeah, I'm very proud of that because I think it decimated the gay community, but that's like a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> a lot to talk about. Yeah, but I think... Um, what are we talking about? Oh, the dress. Okay, so my roommate of all people like did uh, PR for Grind... Oh, okay, cut all this. Never mind. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, so I went to this party that yeah, yeah. Grinder hosted uh -huh. at, at the Boom Boom Room. I wore this Sharon Stone Basic Instinct white mini dress that had like a mock turtleneck. Bitch, I was the most gorgeous person mm. that ever lived. Uh, Vogue editor Hamish and Balls told me I looked amazing. I was like, "You fucking won! You've reached the pinnacle, bitch!" Like, like Vogue editors are telling you you look good. Fuck yes. And okay, so like backstory, I've never been more depressed in my life than yeah, during yeah, yeah. that area, like era of my life. Uh -huh. I roll up to this party. I got these brand new fucking heels, patent leather. I'm wearing. It's a slumber party theme party, uh -huh. and I have a silk robe. Over the Sharon Stone dress. I walk in, right? I walk in the Boom Boom Room. I'm not sure if y'all been. It's at the Standard Hotel. The lighting is phenomenal, okay? <laughs> I walk the fuck in, and the second I get in, someone's like, can we get your picture? And they're, like, flashing. I'm just, like, twirling <laughs> through, knowing that I am God's gift to humanity. Yeah. <laughs> and then I proceed to just, like, fucking own the world for, like, four hours and, like, just receive a lot of attention. So, like, that is, like, when I'm my most authentic right, self. <laughs> that is a when I'm fantastic at, When I'm at the club looking better than every other human there. <laughs> the flash bulbs are going. Yeah, straight up last night. 
fucking love it. All right. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's I do think would probably you could come on again, and then probably Mike would probably appreciate being here when you're on again. So, what do you want to? Do you have anything you want to promote? Do you have anything you want people to go? See? Yo, holla at me on the gram and SoundCloud. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like a comedian, actress, whatevs. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Ross the Days, and I will be giving you updates of shows and video projects. Wait, Ross what? The Oh, at Ross the Days. My last name's Days, Ross Days, lit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Ross the Days underscore, but if you just type Ross the Days in, I've said it 15 times. Ross the Days will, in, Ross the Days in. You will, oh, Days in Hotel, yep, yeah, I'm the heir. Also, Ross, Dress for Less, I also <laughs> own that. My family's crazy, I'm so rich. Um, that was nice of them to name it after you, though. That was yeah, nice I mean, that. they just really Shout love out. me. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know why the, like, my whole thing is about, like, for less, because I'm expensive, <laughs> but, like, that's cute still. That's right, yeah. Yeah, we love money. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah follow follow my journey <laughs> all right and so and of course i mean uh you can follow us on walls down podcast uh or at walls down podcast on instagram although there's literally nothing on it um Heck hopefully yeah. there will be eventually we'll put some pictures and things we have no one here to take pictures that's what we need um so if yeah if you want to uh come and take pictures or do our technical stuff because of people have noticed there's some come on holler issues. at me i got you no um so email us for anything questions whatever you want to be on the show you have people who you think should be on the show email at walls down podcast at gmail.com subscribe i've learned the language the, the language subscribe and review us on itunes because that helps us get come up uh higher in searches and all that bullshit that is nice because then if people are listening to this we'll keep doing it um but we're enjoying doing it thank you again ross that was Ooh. fantastic and thanks everybody for listening uh, bye bye